He's worthy of it. He's worthy of the praise, the honor, the glory. Uh, it, it, it should continue to always be before him. Yeah. You know, when somebody does something great, you know, you celebrate them. When someone does something maybe for the first time and, and, and breaks a record or, or reaches a new level of achievement. I mean, we throw confetti, we, we have parties, it's, it's on the news, we put signs in our front yard, you know, so-and-so graduated, you know. Whenever someone does something, we celebrate it. Well, I think our Lord and Savior is worthy to be celebrated. I think he's done something. Hallelujah. Let's jump into this. I want to show you something. Uh, in the New Living Translation, I'm going to read this. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And I'm going to explain it here in just a second. But in verse 1, in Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the faith, to the life of faith, that's those people that have been commended in chapter 11. They were commended for their faith. And the Bible says that we're surrounded by people like that. Even in the heavens, they're cheering for us. But it goes on and says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Hmm. In other words, let's run to win. Can we say amen to that? In verse 2, it says, uh, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion. The champion. We have a champion that is worthy to be celebrated. Can we say amen to that? It says this champion who initiates and uh, and, and, and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding his shame. And he is seated in a place of honor besides God's throne. God, I thank you for this message today. I thank you, Father, that it's going to stir up faith. It's going to cause us to see who we are in Christ Jesus. God, I thank you that old thoughts, negative thoughts, Thoughts that don't have faith, thoughts of discouragement, thoughts of hopelessness, thoughts of giving up are rebuked right now. I curse them in the name of Jesus. Thoughts of fear and worry, shame and guilt, we cast them out right now in the name of Jesus. And we only focus and think on things that are true, honest, lovely, worthy. God, I thank you. We have a Philippians four and eight mindset right now, Father. We decree it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah, we're starting a new series, Champion. And I want you to know something, Jesus is our champion. Can we say amen to that? Listen, now, now, you gotta understand, you know, people like, uh, let's say Tom Brady, for example, you know, these guys, they, they do incredible things. I was looking up a little info about Tom Brady. You may not be a Tom Brady fan, but he's a winner. 
He's a winner. I was looking up how he has 23 NFL seasons. I was looking at how he has the most games won, 251 games. I was looking at he has the most championships won. He has seven. Most career touchdown passes, 649. Regular season passing yards. So this guy has passed the ball for, as far as yardage, 89,214 yards of passing. I'm surprised that brother still has a shoulder left. So I was looking at that, I said, wow, that, that, is, that is a huge accomplishment. And guess what? He celebrated for that. Somebody, a lot of people refer to him as the best, you know, the GOAT. So me being from Chicago, of course, I said, well, if I'm going to look up Tom Brady, I got to look up Michael Jordan. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. And so I had a video, uh, and Andrew said, well, you, you submitted it too late. I think he didn't want to play it because I had a video of Chicago beating Cleveland, you know. So I thought it was kind of an Ohio thing, you know what I mean? You know, because there's this part where Michael Jordan jumps in the air, he's swinging his fist, and I said, yeah, buddy, I want to show that in Ohio. But uh, Andrew said, no, nah, no, nah, we can't do that. <laughs> so, but I was looking up Michael Jordan, six NBA championships, six NBA finals MVP. He was voted most valuable player six times. I'm looking at... You know, two three-peats. Okay, so it's hard enough to win one championship. It's very hard to win back-to-back -back championships. But then him and his team, they messed around and did it a third time, and they did that twice. I said, man, these guys, these guys are really some champions, you know. And, and I began to think about that, and there's other people. I was looking at Michael Phelps and... Serena Williams, you know, all these great things. But then I thought, okay, if a champion is someone that doesn't lose and, and has the victory and, and defeats all odds, I begin to think about Jesus Christ. I'm thinking, man, who can defeat hell, death, and the grave? My champion, Jesus Christ. And so I got a little stirred up about that. So I was reading that, that Hebrews 12 and that verse 1, and, and, and at the end of it, when it was saying, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. In other words, run with endurance means never give up or quit. Yes. Why in the world would I ever give up if I knew that there was a champion living on the inside of me? I was looking at these guys, and, and, and I looked at one video, and, and Tom Brady they had just won one of the Super Bowls, and, and he walks up to, to uh, uh, one of his teammates, and his teammate says, hey, man, you know, that's what we do. That's what we do. And he said, yeah, buddy, you know it. That's who we are. And I'm going, if athletes can do that, how much more can the body of Christ do that? What's wrong with me that I don't walk up to my problems and say, listen, you don't know who you're messing with right now. 
You don't know who you're dealing with. Why can't I come up to my family and say, come on, I know we got a tough situation right now, but this is what we do and this is who we are. We are champions. We don't quit. We don't throw in the towel. We don't give up because the greatest champion of them all lives on the inside of us. If I, if I quit in the game, I'm denying that championship pedigree that's on the inside of me. You say, well, oh, I, I, I don't have that. Let me tell you something. If you've been born again, oh, yes, you do. The Bible says you are a new creature. You, you, old things are passed away, all things are new. So guess what? The failure that may have been there, the quitter that used to be there, the one that was very negative and never spoke positive, the one that could never see light at the end of the tunnel, that person is done away with in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for that, because I want to take off running right now. <laughs> so I run this race with an active persistence. I run this race to win. That verse 2 was saying that, that now that, he, that Jesus, he sits in the place of honor besides God's throne. You know what that means? He's seated, he seated in the winner's circle. And guess what? We are seated with him in that same winner's circle. Can we say amen to that? But guess what? Things are going to happen. Things are, it's, it's like this. I discovered peace is not the absence of conflict. For so long, every time conflict, problems, disappointments would come into my life, I would say things like, man, I just, I just need some peace. And then one day the Holy Ghost said, what makes you think you don't have peace? I said, well, I have problems. He said, but that doesn't mean you don't have peace. He said, peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the assurance. It's the assurance. Pastor Nicole, you got up and you said some things, and, and, and I agree 100% with you. It's time out for Christians to... We got to stop being so soft. We got to stop being so soft. I mean, I, I, I think social media has made us soft. Listen, I, not, not very long ago, not in the, in the, in the too far distant past, I, I looked and I saw where I posted something on Facebook, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Boy, I thought, woo, boy, people are going to see this and get fired up, boy, you know. And I think I had like three blue thumbs. <laughs> you know, and I'm like... Let me post this again. Matter of fact, let me, let me, let me see. Uh, most people get off work about this time, so let me give them a few minutes to, you know, drive time, get home. Okay, I'm going to post it at that time. And then most people, you know, at night, maybe after they've settled down a little bit, let me post it again. 
I think I might have ended up with nine blue thumbs all together. And I mean, I was all in my feelings. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This right here, this is, boy, this is some good stuff right here, man. And people need to be sharing it, and they need to be going, amen, that's great. Oh, I'm so glad you posted that. But I didn't get any of that. And I was in my feelings. I was like, what's wrong with these people? I got like 1,900 friends. I'm like, like, I can't even get 10% of that? I think social media has made us a little soft. Well, let me speak about me. I can't speak about you. I think it made me a little soft, and I got in my feelings. Well, when I study this, when I read this Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it's telling me, oh, no, soft people do not belong here. And I didn't make you soft. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that nurturing and caring and those things are not important. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that I need to realize because I'm born again, because I'm saved, there's a champion mentality on the inside of me. I got champion pedigree. And you know what? I can't lose if I put my trust in him. So it doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let me, listen, when I look at that Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, I'm seeing that you keep your eyes on Jesus. The success, the, 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 the main ingredient, the thing that's going to give you victory no matter what you go through, no matter how hard it is, no matter how unfair it is. It doesn't matter that you don't understand. It doesn't matter that you're thinking, wait a minute, we should be beyond this point. We should pass this point. We should already have the victory. But here's what the Bible says. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And when you keep your eyes on Jesus, you got to remember, he's the one that began and finished the race. See, he started the race. He already finished it. So here's what I'm guaranteed. If I accept him into my life as Lord and Savior, and I believe and trust in him, then guess what? I've already run the race. Do you understand that? You've already won. But for some of us, Victory doesn't quite look like what we thought it would. Well, but imagine if you sat in the locker room with the Tom Brady's and the Michael Jordans and people like that. Guess what? You see that they went through a lot of hills, valleys, ups and downs. There was a lot of back and forth. Teammates fell out with one another. Plays didn't get executed well. People almost got put off the team. But guess what? When they step out on that field, they, cut, they step out united. And I'm saying, listen, you may have a lot of ups and downs, but guess what? When you step out for Jesus, you need to be united in the faith. We ought to be saying the same thing. The same words need to be coming out of our mouth. They need to be words of life and not death. They need to be words of faith and not hopelessness. This is what champions do. And Jesus has proven I'm that champion. Who else? I mean, come on. He's not even limited by time or death. Sometimes we look at death as a finale. I'm going, do you understand who our champion is? He's even greater than death. He proved it. He died and came back. 
He died and came back. So why would I look at death as a finality? Yeah, it may hurt. It may be disappointing. But that's not the end of the story. There is an eternity with God that we are all trying to get to. Let me show you something. 1 Corinthians 15. Whoever that was that said, take your time, you're so right. Because so, I'll just keep running. And, and the Lord said, give them scripture, please. You know? <laughs> 1 Corinthians 15. Again, I'm still in that New Living Translation. And I'm going to look at verse 50. I'm talking about a champion in Jesus Christ. It says this in verse 50. What am I saying, dear brothers and sisters? Is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. Wow. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our, our dying bodies have been transferred, transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. I've taken Jesus for granted so much in my life. I live life as if my existence is mainly just here on earth. But Jesus has said, don't cheapen me. I have even conquered the death and the grave. And there is a victory that you will walk in, a championship that you will walk in even beyond this life. He says, death is swallowed up in victory. Verse 55, oh death, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. 57, here we go. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you are such a champion that not even death can stop you. If I leave here early, it's okay. You ain't got to wonder anything. Oh, I wonder what happened. No, don't, don't wonder anything. Celebrate. Shoot the confetti in the air. Have a party. Have a celebration. Put it on TV. Get people coming up. Boy, that Rick, let me tell you, he was something else, man. You know, that's what I need you to do for me. Because we are champions. It says this. In verse 58, so, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong. Look at your neighbors say, be strong. Yeah, yeah, no time for a little soft, you know, 
uh, uh, social media softness, you know, mad because you only got nine blue thumbs, you know, but you got 2,000 friends and you figure at least 200 of them, 10%. I mean, you know, like, a tithe, I guess. I don't know if that even applies or not, but, but maybe 10% should give you a, a blue thumb. Yeah, pray for me, I know. Just up here telling all my business. <laughs> Be strong and un immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. Let me tell you something. Part of the championship pedigree is that you, say ex you stay excited and impressed by Jesus Christ. I can never afford to get to the point where I'm just kind of blah with Jesus, that I'm not impressed by him that I'm not moved by him, I'm not excited about him, that, that you know, I'm too embarrassed to, to, to let the world know how good he has been to me. I'm too embarrassed to maybe, you know, get a, get a, 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 a witness going on in Kroger in the grocery store line. I'm too embarrassed to call those family members who have made up in their hearts and mind that they will never accept Jesus. I'm too embarrassed to tell them what he's done for me lately. That should never be. I'm going to stay enthusiastic for my Lord. I'm going to know that, you know what, even on my worst day, he deserves my praise. On my worst day, he deserves a hallelujah. On my worst day, he deserves me to take a moment, lift my hands, and just thank him for being who he is and who he is in my life. It says this. It says, for you know. I'm trying not to cry. It says, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. That's a champion right there. That nothing, I mean absolutely, positively, the smallest thing that you could ever think of to do for Jesus is never useless. Man, I mean, we just got so much greatness going in us, even the smallest things. Even the most, you know, the, 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 the things that just don't even seem like they register. I mean, just driving in the car, thank you, Jesus. Just sitting at the red light, hallelujah. Just, just you know, you see somebody, you know, God bless them, you know. The simplest little things are never useless for our Lord and Savior. Can we say amen to that? So I'm, I'm telling you, you got to get this. I'm telling you about this champion, okay? He's already shown us where he's won the race. He's won the race. So the, the race, the, the, the race of life, he's already won it. And then he's showing, you know what? When it comes to death and the grave, he said, oh, by the way, I beat that too. So when I go down his accomplishments, you know, I talked about, you know, Tom Brady throwing for 89,214 yards. I'm like, wow. But when I get to Jesus, I said, he died and he rose again. Yeah. That not even death, not even the grave could hold him back, could hold him down. Things that man can't comprehend and man can't understand. Let me tell you something. In Jesus, there's no limit. There's nothing that he can't conquer or overcome. Can we say amen to that? So now here's the thing, I got to live like it. I got to live like it. I mean, sometimes, and I'm talking about me, I'm not talking about anybody else in here. Sometimes I kind of act like Jesus lost one. 
you know, run into a little money problem and, oh, what are we going to do? And Jesus is like, um, I'm still here in the winner's circle. <laughs> I still have all the accolades, all the accomplishments, you know. I still have that. Run into a health issue, you know. Oh, what, what, what's going to happen now? Jesus is like, um, I'm, yeah, I'm still here. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm still here. I'm still what? I've not been dethroned. Okay, let's, let's, let's go into Scripture. I'll, I'll, I'll keep running with that. John 3.16. We know this. John 3.16. Uh, let's do the King James. I, I, I know, I'm, I'm probably going to switch back and forth, man. I hope that's not too much. I, I'm a complicated man. I mean, just, just bear with me. Uh, John 3.16. I'm, I'm looking at the King James Version right now. Three, uh, 16, 17, and 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who is a champion, who can't lose. He's going to accomplish what I send him out to do. You ain't got to worry about it. You ain't got to try to figure it out. He's already worked it out. Stop stressing yourself out. Just trust and believe in him. That whosoever, this Jesus is such a champion that a wretched man like I was, a man full of sin, wasn't thinking about God. He says, even the likes of you, if you believe in him, you won't perish. He says, but have everlasting life. You mean a guy who was born in sin, spoke death, spoke sin, walked sin, tried to make room for sin, tried to take sin to the next level, tried to be this, tried to be that, uh, was born in a neighborhood where everybody in that neighborhood had to be a member of that gang that ran that neighborhood. You didn't have a choice. You were born and you could not live on that street and not be a part of that gang. A father that we know he had a good job and college education and all that, but he still lived a little bit beyond his means, you know. So his income was very questionable as to where it all derived from. Yes, he was a hardworking man, and yes, he had a good job, and he was a smart guy, but I'm going, eh, even at 12 years old, I'm going, you know, Dad, there's something else going on here, you know, that you're not telling me. You know, so even with that kind of upbringing and those kind of examples, Jesus is such a champion that he says, but you know what? If you believe in me, if you believe in me, all of that doesn't matter. I will change. I am such a winner that I will change all of those things about you. He says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Boy, Jesus is just a, he's just a saver. He's just, he's like, he's like, I, I think of, you know, superheroes and, 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 and I watch some of those movies sometimes and, and Spider-Man, you know, could just hear a problem, you know, uh, 30 blocks away or his, his spider sense starts tingling and he's like, there's a problem, I gotta go, I'll be right back, you know, and he, you know, swings over there and Superman can hear a, a baby's cry, you know, 10 states over, you know, and, and, and those things are great, but my Jesus is even better. 
My Jesus is better because here's what he does. He doesn't have to wait for it to happen. He's not so much reactive. He's proactive. Because, see, he came for me, died for me while I was yet still a sinner. He didn't wait for me, okay, come to me, okay, and then I'll respond. He says, no, I love you so much. I'm such a champion. I'm so good at this that you know what? I'm just going to die now because I already know you're going to need me. That's the champion that we serve. He says, he that believeth on him is not condemned. How many people believe on him? Then let me tell you something. You're not condemned. So don't have thoughts that line up with condemnation. Don't have feelings and emotions that govern your life that mirror condemnation. Don't beat yourself up. Don't call yourself a failure. Don't, 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 don't attack your own self. Don't attack the change that a champion has made in you. He says, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Somebody say champion. Yeah, only a champion can do that. Only a champion can take something that's probably worth nothing. Well, I'm talking about me now, not you. (laughs) That's worth nothing and say, you know what? I'm going to make you great. I'm go- Listen, you're talking about an apprenticeship program. You know, that, that's an understatement. I'm going to take you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to turn you around. I'm going to place your feet on solid ground. I'm going to give you a new identity, a new attitude. What was that song a long time ago? I got a new attitude. Yeah, I'm not about to sing it, you know. <laughs> new way. You'd be like, okay, message over. <laughs> time to go. But I got a new attitude. I think differently. I don't think of failure. I think of victory. No matter how hard it is, I push myself. I keep my eyes focused on Jesus. That even when he endured hardship, I mean, I'm talking about beat beyond recognition. I mean, I didn't been in some fights, but I ain't never been in a fight to where when, when, when the dust settled and the smoke cleared, you didn't know who I was. I might have had a couple bumps and bruises, but okay, Rick, you, you lost that one, you know, which uh, incidentally, I didn't really lose too many, you know, just, just since I'm speaking on that, you know. I'm, I'm, I forget what my record is. I want to say something like 35 and 2. I don't know. But something like that. Something like that. Yeah, who's counting? <laughs> His very nature is being a winner. And that spirit lives on the inside of you. If you have been born again, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that spirit is on the inside of you. So stop denying who you are and what you are. Stop denying it. Well, yeah, but the reality of the situation is, what what does that have to do with a champion? What does that have to do with faith? Well, the reality of the situation, okay, I understand the reality, but what does faith have to say about it? Faith that is backed up by one who's never lost. Somebody say this, I have a champion champion. living living on the inside of me. 
Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That, that, that right there just needs to make you kind of rethink some things. You know, maybe your marriage right now is struggling. Maybe your finances are struggling. Maybe there's health issues right now. But you know what? You need to speak from the champion inside of you instead of the opposition outside of you. Do you realize that the devil wants to change the mold? You've been made, Pastor Tim, uh, uh, I shouldn't say this. His head is already big enough. But, but he, he came up with our small group patterns, and we've been talking about the pattern, the mold that you've been made in. So it's like this. Whatever I was, then came this, like, press, this mold that, that clank, when it, when it snapped down, it, it, it's shaping and molded me into a champion. And now that's the mindset that I speak from. That's the attitude that I carry. Do I think more highly of myself than I ought to? Absolutely not, because I understand if it wasn't for Jesus. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for his love, his goodness, his faithfulness, oh no, I would not have this. But since he did it, look out. Watch out now. Listen, I got a new attitude. I just feel some way about myself. I just feel like, well, you know what? No matter what problem comes up against me, I just feel like a winner. I just feel like, you know what? We're going to overcome this. You know, we're going to get through this. You know, well, it's been a long time. Well, it doesn't matter about that. I know that winning is in my DNA because a champion lives on the inside of me. The Bible says things like this. I'm just going to show you some things where he just shows you how much of a champion he is. And he's not just one-dimensional. Michael Jordan, never met him, you know, but that's my guy, you know, Chicago thing, all that kind of stuff. But he kind of sucked. Can I say that? Okay. When it came to baseball. Y'all remember that? Anybody remember that? You know, here's a guy, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, just basketball, great, you know, just, you know, you know, I would jump, but that's not a good idea. But, you know, basketball, great. But man, when he went to baseball, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't even watch this right now. (laughs) You know, stop, you know, take the baseball uniform off, go put on some shorts and a jersey and get back on that hardwood floor. You see that. You see, you see guys that were great in one thing, and then they, they try to go play something else. I see some athletes play golf, and I'm like, oh, God, you, 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 you stink, you know. <laughs> your, your greatness is, is now being jeopardized. But I serve a Jesus, a champion. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter what the obstacle is. He's a champion everywhere he goes. Can we say amen to that? I mean, in every situation, he'll be your champion in finances. He'll be your champion in healing. He'll be your champion in marriage. He'll be your champion in getting your kids right. He'll be your champion on on those problems on the job. He'll be the champion that gets you a job. He'll be the champion that gets you a promotion. He is a champion everywhere he goes. So I was reading the Bible, and Isaiah 53.5, I'm in the King James. I know that he's like, make up your mind. (laughs) Isaiah 53.5, but he was wounded. 
He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Man, when I read that, you know, I'm like, that's incredible. Uh, uh, The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. When I read that the, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, I said, man, I've, I've read that plenty of times. I've sung it in songs, not out loud, but sung it in songs. And, and I said, well, what does that mean? It means the punishment required for the well-being of us fell on him. He took on the burden because he's a champion. He took on the responsibility I will make you right with God. So, you know, I don't fall for those tricks anymore. I said, you know, look at me and look at my track record. Okay, how many rights I had today versus how many wrongs I had today. Well, if I felt like, I, excuse me, I had more rights, then I felt pretty good about myself. But if I felt like I had more wrongs, then I beat myself up. And one day the Holy Ghost said, you're so stupid. Your righteousness with the Father has nothing to do with that. Oh, are you saying it's okay to sin? Absolutely not. Anybody with a right mind, anybody with a little bit of common sense ought to know that the wages of sin is death. But he said that responsibility fell on Jesus, and he is a winner. So you have your righteousness with God through Jesus Christ because he's a champion. He doesn't lose. He took that. So I was reading that, and I said, wow, he, even, even there he doesn't lose. And then it says, and with his stripes we are healed. I'm telling you there's not a situation in your life. It doesn't matter how you got there. It doesn't matter if it was your fault. If it was your in-laws' fault, my wife is watching. How you doing, honey? I don't, I don't know why I thought of you all of a sudden when I said in-laws. <laughs> she, she is going to hit me really hard <laughs> when I get home. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm just cruising for a bruise. I guess I, guess I love punishment. I, I don't know. But... but doesn't matter how you got where you are. The devil attacked you. You fell short. Somebody did something. A combination of all of that. Jesus says, my championship knows no limits. Everything that you put me in, we are guaranteed success and victory if you trust me. If you obey me, because somebody might say, well, I'm saved and, and, and I didn't get victory. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the problem is not with Jesus. Let's be real clear about that. He is a champion. So guess what? He's a winner. So the problem's not with him. So you know what, what I do? I look at me. Okay, what did I do? Because Jesus doesn't fail. He doesn't lose. So let me look at me. So I'm looking at this. I said, man, in every circumstances. Jesus is a winner. You know, they talked about, the, he, he says, 
and with his stripes we are healed. I, I remember in Matthew, I think chapter 12 somewhere, it was talking about a multitude. And the Bible says, and he healed them all. Matthew 12, 15, I believe. He healed them all. Somebody say champion. champion. I'm telling you, that's who you have in Jesus. Let me give you a, a few more. Uh, in John 16, King James says this. John 16, These things, these things, what things, all things, anything. Okay, these things I have spoken unto you that ye might have peace. In the world, do you, do you live in the world? You, you live in the world? You, 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 you live in the world? You live in the world? So you're not one of those aliens that the government's talking about? Oh, that's, sorry, that's something else. <laughs> you, you, you live in the world. The Bible says, in the world, you shall have tribulation. You're going to have problems. The prince of this world is the devil. Attacks are going to come to you mistreatment's going to happen to you, things that are not fair, things that, you know what, you didn't even do anything wrong, but yet it still happened. Those kind of things are going to happen, but you got to keep your focus on Jesus. He is such a champion that he says this, even though those things are going to happen, <clears throat> he says, be of good cheer. I envision him almost like, you know, you see those Superman movies and his chest is just out here, and, and you know, he's, he's all like this, and the wind is blowing his cape, you know, and he's, he's just standing there, you know, and, he, and, and when Superman shows up, it's like, you know what, everything is all right now, because I'm here. And the people, oh, Superman, oh, you know, Superman, 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 little kids come running, Superman, Superman, you know, everybody gets so excited. But my Jesus said this, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In other words, anything that you could ever possibly experience in life, no matter how bad it is, how unfair it is, Jesus said, I've already overcome it. You need to rejoice. You need to put a smile on your face. You need to lift your head up because victory is in me because I'm a champion and I never lose. Can we say amen to that? See, those are words of a winner. A winner says, be of good cheer. Do, do you see what's happening right now? <laughs> My, the house is on fire. The dog died. Uh, uh, the kids are disobedient. Me and the wife, I don't know how that's going to work out. There's negative balance. When I go online to look at my balance, it shows up in red, you know, with a, with a, with a negative, a minus sign in the front, 40K, 401K, then drop, stop market all. Do you see what's happening, Jesus? And he goes, yes. Be of good cheer. Are you serious right now? Yes. <laughs> Be of good cheer. But see, I got to believe this thing. I got I to say, you know what? This champion I have, he will never leave me. He will never leave me. Even when it gets hard, even when... I don't understand right now. Why is this happening? Well, you can get caught up in that if you want to. I mean, I understand it. 
But what's going to serve you better, to get caught up in the why or get more focused on the answer, the solution, here it is, I got you, you know, I'm with you, I didn't leave you, you're not by yourself, don't beat yourself up, no, I'm, but, but I, but I, but I, and he's like, you know, stop it with the but I for just a moment and put your focus and thoughts solely on me. I find that things change when I get to focusing and thinking about Jesus Christ. Can we say amen to that? You don't, I don't realize, we don't realize uh, sometimes how destined we are to be a winner, a champion, as long as we remain in faith with Jesus. Gosh, let me, let me try to sum this up. I just got so much here. And, and listen, this is a series. So, so Pastor Nicole, you know, she's going to continue on with this, and she's going to show you examples of people who who walked in victory, walked as champions just because God was with them. I make it so hard sometimes. Uh, listen, John 14, 16. Let's go here. I want to show you another reason why you can focus on him as champion. This is what the Bible says. In John 14, 16, this is Jesus saying, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Does forever have an expiration date? Are you sure? Then why do I act like sometimes that it does? Why do I act like, okay, I, I made it through one storm, and I know you guys don't do this, but I made it through one storm, I got the victory, I'm thanking God, and then when the next one comes, I act like he's not with me. I act like I've never won a victory in Jesus Christ. He says, and in this story, Jesus is telling them, listen, I'm leaving, okay? But I'm not going to leave you by yourself. Somebody say, I'm not by myself. Yeah, so stop acting like it. Stop acting like, oh, I don't know why this is, you know. No, stop, stop. You are not alone. Wasn't that a song? You are not alone. I am. Thank you, thank you. I don't know why I looked at Randy, you know. <laughs> Unless it's some 80s rap song, you know. You. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> We're not alone. He says... He says this, I am, I, I will send you another comforter. Now, I want to show you something. In that same John 14, verse 26, 10 verses down, it says, But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. All things. So don't ever feel like, how are we ever going to make it out of this? You have a teacher that will teach you all things. Everything you need to know, every answer that's necessary, you have a teacher that will give it to you. He says, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So I got to studying. Jesus said, I'm going to send you another comforter. So I looked up synonyms for comforter, and there's the word advocate. 
you know, an advocate, being someone who will speak on your behalf. Pastor Nicole and I were talking about this. You know, someone that will stand up for righteousness for you. For you. They will, they will stand up and come in the name of righteousness, fairness, victory for you. So the Bible says that this comforter that Jesus is sending, the Holy Spirit, he's also an advocate. But I looked up synonyms for advocate, and guess what I found? Champion. I said, man, this is a setup. It's a setup. I can't do nothing but win. I just win, win, win everywhere I go. I, I'm just a winner, I'm just a winner, I'm just a winner. Oh, but, but what about when it hasn't manifested yet? I keep saying I'm a winner. You know, ask Tom Brady, hey, middle of the season, not looking good. You don't look like you're going to make it to the playoffs. Ask Tom Brady, did you quit? Absolutely not. Ask Michael Jordan, you know, hey, man, halfway through the season, it ain't looking good. Some of your key players are injured, you know. What do you think? Oh, we're still going to win. If man can say that depending upon themselves, how much more can we say that depending on Jesus Christ? We just got to change the way we think. What's that, Romans 12, 1 and 2? You know, and in that 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. See, I got saved and my spirit got renewed. But guess what didn't change? The way I think, my attitude, you know. Uh, see, all that required a work. It required that I pursue Jesus. It required that I got to know him, got to understand him. It, it required that I let his love control me. The Bible said it's the love of Christ that constrains us. In other words, controls us. So now I got to ask myself this question. What's controlling me? Is it the world? Is it my situations and circumstances? Is it how much money I have in my account? Is it how well the wife and I are getting along? Is it my, my status in society? What is it that's controlling me? Because I'm telling you now, if it's not the love of Christ, you are jeopardizing your championship pedigree. So today I say, you know what? His love controls me. So he says things like, Bless your enemies. Okay. What you want me to do? There's a person that was really difficult in our lives, family member, and they drove a Mercedes. Ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that because now they know who they are. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> they know that they're difficult. <laughs> you know, but... They said, no, my wife doesn't drive a Mercedes. <laughs> Satan, I rebuke you now. I have a great wife in Jesus' name. I'm blessed by the best. Hallelujah. She's at home watching, you know. Yeah, that, that, that devil was in Randy, but we cast that out, baby. Don't worry about it. This Mercedes meant a lot to them. And it had a lot of problems. So we went to them, and I said, hey, uh, 
I need the keys to your car, and they're looking at me like, yeah, right. And I said, no, listen, we're going to bless you. And they're kind of looking like, what do you mean by that, you know? We're going to bless you, and we're not going to use your backyard mechanics. No offense to any backyard mechanics, by the way, you know. But I said, we're, 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 not, I'm going to, we're going to take it to the dealership, take it to some places we know, and, and, and we're going to get your car fixed. So that was hard for them, you know. We, we had a lot of stuff that had happened. Now, I had forgiven them, but, you see, because I'm a champion, they were able to see the forgiveness and the love at work because my faith is in Christ and his love controls me. So I want to be a winner. He already said, you are a winner, so let me do what winners do. So I walked up. I said, hey, you know, we'll take it. Now, I really had to use faith because when I took that car to that Mercedes dealership, who we? They let me, are you really a winner? We about to see. <laughs> we about to find out how much of a winner you are. When that bill, I was like, I said, why does the number keep going, you know? <laughs> why? Stop it. Can we cut this number in half? Can we move this decimal, you know? But you know what? We did that. And... That act of obedience because we're champions. Now, you have no idea what happened between us. Let me just say it was real bad. It was real bad. But because of that championship pedigree that I get from Jesus Christ, that uh, wasn't even nothing. My wife even looked. She said, are are we going to really do this? I said, baby, absolutely. I said, this is what we do. It's kind of like that Tom Brady and his teammate. This is who we are. So we blessed him. Guess what? He comes to our church now. So I'm just telling you, I'm I'm going to pause it here. But I, 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 I want you to understand that this championship mentality, it comes from having the mind of Christ. See, Christ did things like he said, listen, consider others more important than yourself. You know, he said, put other people's concerns on your list to do as well, not just your own. You know, he says these things. And everything that he's telling us to do, no matter if you understand it or not, it is the mindset, it is the characteristics of a winner. It is just what champions do. So if you're sitting there saying, okay, well, I haven't been a champion lately. Real simple. Get in the Word. See what Jesus says and begin to live that way. Can we say amen to that? Hey, let me pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you that something is stirring up in the atmosphere today, that we just don't accept defeated negative attitudes. We just don't accept pessimistic pessimistic mindsets and things like that, God. We are people who speak life, 
we think life, we speak faith, we don't speak death, we don't walk in those things, God. We know that you are a winner. We know that you sent the champion of champions into our lives. So, Father, it's with that understanding that we live by now. It's with that that we respond out of, not of our hurts and mistreatments. It is with that mindset that we respond to life. And God, I just thank you right now. Families, families are going to be reunited. Marriages will be healed. Sickness will turn around. God, I thank you that the brokenness on the inside of us is now healing. I thank you that the holes in our souls are now being touched because we understand that there's a champion that lives on the inside of us. And I thank you, Father, the world's going to see a difference. Our family members are going to see a difference. And you know what? If no one ever acknowledges it, it doesn't matter because we know that you see it. And we know that you are well pleased. So, Father, I thank you for this. And I just decree and declare it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise today. Hallelujah. He's that champion. So listen, small groups on Wednesday, and next Sunday, boy, look out. That woman's going to fly in here with a cape on her back, and she's going to continue on. Listen, we love you guys. You are dismissed. God bless.